Welcome to Good Morning Owls, a podcast every Tuesday where we talk about food, relationships, and culture. My name is Eric, along with co-hosts Matt and Leah. We discuss one question from each topic to get the conversation started. Top of the morning to you there, laddies. I don't know why I did that. I was going to say, it's not even March yet. It's impressive. It, it's not even March. No, the St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, that that was where it was inspired, yeah. <laughs> Just prepared way early this year. <laughs> yeah. My ancestors Just, would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get my pot of gold. Oh, my. Um, today's topics are really juicy. Yeah. They're good. It's like a some freshly ground up beef. Starting off with food, Leia's jumping in right away with a good topic on fast food culture. What do you think? No, like, introduction? No good morning, owls? Oh, good morning, Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) Today's an off day, I think. Wow. (laughs) The sun's up earlier than ever before. It's kind of throwing us all off, I think. As you know, spring's coming. Spring is coming. As the weather has so graciously just demonstrated last night with all the snow yeah we got dumped on oh it, we <laughs> yeah, had it coming yeah. we did <laughs> so yeah guys i mean you know it's another day in front of the microphones yeah another podcast trying to be more consistent this year rather than taking a month off <laughs> and uh yeah some good topics today leia started off with food leia what's your question Looking back, um, so my question is, how has fast food culture changed in the last 20 years? In our opinions, I mean, I guess with our relatively like unresearched understanding in our own little niches where we've lived, but how has it changed for us personally in the last 20 years? Hmm. That's, that's a really good question. I think, you know, one of the big one of the big things that has changed is food quality. Good or bad? uh, I don't know, a mixed. It tastes different Mm -hmm. in my opinion, but it could have been just because I was a kid. That's true. But I know that we talk about it all the Mm -hmm. time. We get the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich every time we go to Wendy's. But we recall when we were younger, the spicy chicken, the spicy chicken sandwich having a better flavor. Like it just had more meat. Yeah, we felt the chicken was thicker, like the slice of tomato were red. They weren't pink. And yeah, it had more lettuce and it just was overall bigger. Now were our hands just smaller? I I don't know. Like I even feel as in like within my adult life. So if we're going to rewind to, okay, when are, I guess, around 18 relatively maybe they're not the same girth but like we're with around our bodies um but we're relatively the same height right like so in my last yeah that many years even going back to like 15 years for me i still remember it it being better before Mm. and feeling disappointed quite frequently not that i get it frequently but like the last couple times i've had it so the quality overall just isn't what it used to be. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think I don't know, it's it's weird because they they promote like a lot of places now promote quality. So like, you know, you go to Wendy's for example and and they're like promoting that it's 100% beef or something mm-hmm. like that. And 
is it, you know, is it really, has it really changed? So what were they serving us before? Mm-hmm. If it, if it's now 100% meat, what were they doing <laughs> before, you know? So it it is weird because, you know, are they taking that substance away, but then promoting it more as they're getting more substance? And are they promoting what they think they want us to hear, but they're giving us something that they know our stomachs and brains will like better? Like, are they promoting quality, but actually what they're giving to us is quantity. Now, quantity oh. of product, but also quantity of the things that we're genetically desiring. So quantity of salt, quantity of fat, quantity of sugar, the things that we're hardwired to love. So when we get it, we're like, this is quality because our brain's firing and we're like, yes, it tastes amazing. But we're not actually getting the quality that oh. we deserve. That I mean, maybe that we would have got at a fast food restaurant 20, 30 years ago, even. Hmm. That's interesting. So I think, I don't know, I think fast food, the way they, you know, not even from a quality standpoint, but from marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's changed a lot too. And how they, I mean, now it's like they make the food look, you know, I've, I've watched behind the scenes videos and how, how they make them and, and the food they're showing on like the ads isn't even their food. No, not it's at like all. it's like stuff that's like spray painted and you yeah, know, and yeah. you know artificial. So like none of what you're seeing on TV. You know, a lot of people are like, "Why doesn't it look like it does on commercials?" Well, it's because it isn't the real thing. It's mm-hmm. all artificially made. So even thinking, you know what? I got this from a John Green video. Um, I think it was about farming and agriculture, the history of farming and agriculture. But it was looking at a cheeseburger from. I guess anywhere, but I think it was like the stereotypical like McDonald's cheeseburger, mm-hmm. like 99 cent cheeseburger. Can you get it cheeseburger for 99 cents? Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. Like double dollar menu. Right? It's not 99 cents anymore, though. It's yeah. It's, is it's, it just a straight dollar? It's well with tax. With tax. Okay. Yeah. It, it used to be touted as like the 99 cents cheeseburger or hamburger mm. or whatever and just look looking at all the components so what goes into making the bun let's look what goes into or so making the bun you're like growing of the wheat and all the other components even the mustard like you've got to <laughs> grow the mustard seed you got to mill it blah 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 um tomatoes lettuce i don't even know is that stuff included on a hamburger or cheeseburger for mcdonald's anymore uh not lettuce not let us know. But Thank goodness. <laughs> not not on the dollar menu one. I th- are, is it on the regular cheeseburgers? No. No. No less. No, okay. okay. Well, regardless, whatever's on there, pickles even. Onions, pickles. Onions, yeah. pickles. Like how on earth can all of these things be grown and processed and then prepared by a human and then served to us for a dollar? Right? Like so what kind of what corners are being cut along the way? Like how massive is this industry that they're able to, I don't know, sell us a product for so cheap? Well, and it's true because a lot of like, you know, places like Five Guys, like one of my favorite spots for fast food and their beef is, in my opinion, much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell the quality, but you're also paying mm. $10 for that cheeseburger. And then, you know, when you say cutting corners at 99 cents, it's kind of like, well, what's that $9 difference yeah. right? that you're, yeah. you know, that you're getting. And, so. and, and then what is our definition of fast food, right? Because like, yeah. should fast food be able to be got from a drive through? Like even in coming from Canada, I see distinct differences in in 
fast food culture here in the States. Mm. Like, and, but I also see a huge difference. I remember when I was in grade school, um, 20 years ago. And if you were going to go for a hamburger, like it was a special occasion, Mm. right? Like people are like, Whoa, was it your birthday? Like, like, like ice cream, <laughs> right? And well. and now no one would say, "Is it your birthday? You're going to McDonald's?" You'd be like, "What?" Like, it just becomes like part of life. Like, we're just, I guess, fast paced life. I think times have changed. Yeah, that's true. Because fast food used to be more of like a you said celebratory, and now it we're all moving so fast in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I'm sure, I mean, we all do it. You know, we're done with a day of work and we're like, I'm too too busy to cook. So I'm going to go get some fast food. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I, I definitely have seen just a huge change when we're talking quality. I mean, that's just the big one for me. I mean, when we went to Canada oh, and we went yeah. to the McDonald's in, in Canada, mm-hmm. Way different, way different yeah. than the McDonald's in America, and in a good way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm the chicken was like all oh, the McNuggets. Oh, yeah, those so were, good. Those were really and good. And the beef was good. And I don't know, America definitely cut some corners. I don't know what they're doing. It's US, not publicized, yeah. but but even still, like I now I'd limit myself to like one McDonald's a year. But even eating that, you'd be like, oh, this is good, but it's not as good as like the. Um, little place at the on the side of the highway, like the Mon Pa kind of like fast food fry shop that you would go to. That's even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah, it, it's come a long way. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? We're probably just going to be eating toothpaste coming out of a jar. And- <laughs> well, it's scary because if you watch like all those documentaries, yeah, like Super Size Me, like yeah, like that's a classic one that opened a lot of eyes, but. I mean, McDonald's always just gets such a bad rep because they have literally one everywhere. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, and there's other yeah. fast food restaurants that I would consider fast food that we don't have in North Dakota, right? Like, I would love a Freshie or a Chipotle or Ouch. some health food options for fast food, mm-hmm. but that doesn't exist here. And I mean, Eric and I have talked about it. Like, let's open one. Like, would it be successful? <laughs> and we're like, I don't know. Like, fast food culture is different depending on where you're living, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you give more options, I think, I think it would be successful. So, because yeah. I think people here, regardless what it is, they're always just eager to try new things because we don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so if you have another place, I think, I think it would be successful. But it needs to be should. a regular, right? Like you have to mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, I'm craving a salad. I I've looked around. <laughs> I don't know how many North Dakotans crave salads, but. <laughs> Well, <laughs> can't argue with that. You and far from, I think. <laughs> All right, jumping into relationships. You start us off. Thinking about food, my relationship with food. <laughs> I, I've switched it up now just to let the audience know. I now cut out most of my carbs on Mondays and, and, Tuesdays. and Tuesdays. So You cut out like all carbs. I like, do. You're attempting for like... And it's hard to get a net zero carb diet because like everything has carbs. Fruit has carbs. Legumes yeah. have tons of carbs. But you're going like meat and zero carb veggies. Oof. Yeah. And and fruit. I do a fruit before noon. Yeah. You can have a but Yeah. You said yeah. You, you could have a banana before noon if you wanted to have some yeah. carbohydrates. 
at least strict at first, and then I'm gonna ease back. Well, and you primarily said and, like bread. Yeah, bread. Bread's the big one. Bread, wheat, beans, rice, kind of just any grain legume. Yeah. <laughs> Holding off on those, but that that's kind of my relationship with food right now. And so jumping into this next topic, um, thinking about in your head, you have the perfect scenario. The the perfect significant other, <laughs> and what date? What's the most romantic date that you would take them on? If it was up to you to decide it, what would it be, Matt? Of course, what is, what is I, I think ladies first on this one. I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the guy's perspective versus the woman's perspective on this. Could you so, state the question one more time? What is the most romantic date idea ever? So, so hypothetically, not like yeah. looking back on something we've already been on. Hypothetically. Okay. Perfect conditions, you know, whatever. You know. So like timing is perfect. Everything's everything. perfect. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. a horseback ride on the beach, there's a sun sun shining at 75. You guys are wearing white clothing and it's a well, I think I know Eric's direction. A unicorn on the beach. I don't know. <laughs> most ever I mm, that's that's tough. I, there's too many options. There's only one. <laughs> well, then sure. Please. <laughs> no, you're up first. You're up first. <laughs> I think Matt was supposed to go first. I was just voluntold. Wow, <laughs> passing the buck here. It's hard when it's absolute. Yeah. It is. Yeah, because... It's hard. But it makes it fun. <laughs> like unlimited money. Unlimited money. That also makes it hard because... It brings us to can money buy happiness, right? Ooh, like, <laughs> well, no, because like some guy could be like, I have planned an amazing date. Uh, first, we're going to go on my multi million dollar jet and we're going to fly over here and then I'm going to wine and dine you here, blah, blah, blah. All the things that you think that a girl would be like, yeah. But like for someone who has that type of money, is that creative? Is that even a sacrifice? Hmm. At all like and so i think women are really attracted to the level of thought and effort that a guy puts into something not necessarily maybe what that outcome was hmm. so yeah knowing that a guy has like billions of dollars and he's and he's flashing it around <laughs> you don't necessarily feel as though okay well wow he must really love me you'd be like oh he must he could probably do this for anyone mm-hmm I could see that. Well, then let's let's take it from that perspective and let's go something more tangible with like most people would be able. I don't know. Or even you know like current I mean? situation or. Yeah. Like sure. life. Yeah. 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 Just most romantic date ever. What would mm-hmm. you do? You know, I kind of have an idea yeah. if you want me to start. Sure. Jump in. <laughs> I've got an idea, too, but oh. I want to hear yours first. Oh, great. <laughs> Well, I don't know, because the idea... All the women are listening. Yeah, yeah, that's great. (laughs) So awesome. (laughs) I don't know. See, when I... Like, just for some context, I think, like, I've always been tending to go, like, the safe route with dates. So, like, nothing too flashy, nothing too... Like, you know, just the classic, traditional, you know, let's go for dinner and drinks. And, you know, like, that that was old me. Yeah, but there's expiration dates. Uh, like times to those dates so yeah. that's good 
Yeah, and that's good. I just, when I think most romantic, though, mm. I think, like, you know, in this scenario, I'd be with this girl for a while now. Like, it wouldn't be something where I'd go, like, here's the second or third date. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. Because, yeah. there's there again, there's my safety uh, trigger going out of my head where it's like, oh, no, it's a second date. We can't do that. But really, I think the most romantic, like, at least what I picture is taking a, a sporadic trip to the beach. That's mine. Like having and then having it all lined up. So like having like a, a beach house that's rented, like have, you know, food lined up, like everything. Like it's it's more like a weekend getaway <laughs> than it is like a single date. But that that's kind of the fun of it, because it's I almost picture like the most romantic date as like an experience versus just like a two to three hour block mm-hmm. set aside for something. So like I would I would say like beach house you know, make some breakfast in the morning. Like I, like the past weekend, I just made a really good breakfast. So I'm, I'm pretty confident. I saw now that you my, didn't have to yeah. feed an army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when you feed me. I was expecting me. another plate to be at that table. <laughs> Matt ate my carbs, I, think, on that. <laughs> I got you, man. Yeah. Thanks, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think the most romantic thing there, like, cause atmosphere, that's mm-hmm. huge for me when it comes to the most romantic. So like, you know, not not dissing my not because there's there's great things we can do here, too. But I think if I just had the choice to go anywhere, I just haven't been a beach, been on a beach in 15 plus years. Oh, man. So it's been a long time. And that's where I grew up was on the beach. So there's kind of some significance there for me on the Cali side, though, because we, yeah. like, we did go to Miami. I suppose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. That was only what, five, five years ago. Was that it? I think so. Yeah, five. Yeah, that would count. Yeah. We just didn't really spend a lot of time there, though. Like, quality time on the no. beach. So, like, that's what I'm kind of looking for. Like, nice. Like, and and I'm thinking, like, private. I'm thinking, like, kind of by itself. Not a lot of people around. This is perfect world scenario here. So, mm-hmm. not trying to flash money or anything going, like, here's my rental beach house that <laughs> I'm offering. But it's just, like, showing that I, I had this planned and like, and it's not like we sit around and do nothing. It's like, I like picking a place where you can kind of explore together. I don't know. It's just like the the best romantic date to me is something that you can experience an adventure at the same time. Yeah. And I, I think for me, that's big significance because like I said, I've been kind of attached to the safety net before mm-hmm. just doing the things that I think, you know, think are the most romantic, but really it's like, I don't get the substance or learn a lot about the girl on some of those dates mm-hmm. like yeah dinner's great and like you said there's a time and a place for it but i think like something like this it would just be a chance to like be very intimate with each other and mm-hmm. and i'm all for intimacy so mm-hmm. so if there's a and if we're talking romance well what's romance without the intimacy part so i picture like laying on the beach like looking at the stars at night hearing the waves come up like that just sounds really fun to me mm-hmm. and just like you know, after a long day of, you know, going swimming or, you know, exploring, we can just talk and just kind of end the day together. Mm-hmm. And then I make breakfast the next morning. So there's, that's where that food piece comes yeah, in. That's where that food, maybe organic, maybe not as many carbs this time. <laughs> organic can still be carb heavy. No, that's true. Yeah. Maybe just eggs then just protein. <laughs> yeah. I'll just make some eggs Benedict or something. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a great, uh, that's a great date. You know, 
adventure is super important and just experiencing life. That's really cool. Leah, what do you think? Well, I mean, if I had to pick a setting, I mean, I, used, I love Europe. Mm. So if we're going to go unlimited money, like when I was living in Europe, it was like you're waking up in that romantic fairy tale every day, even if you didn't have a significant other to share it with. Um, so I would love to take a stroll with you <laughs> through the town, um, just checking out the old architecture, doing the stuff that we usually do just on a daily basis, but just make it into a date, um, picking up um, some really amazing, I don't know, meats, cheeses, bread, whatever we want and build our own kind of charcuterie picnic basket um, and then go to like the edge of town. Um, I mean, where I lived, it was, I lived on the hillside and you could see the town in the valley, very similar to Minot, but Europe. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we could sit so on. So nothing like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're in a valley here too, right? But like there, it was so beautiful. You could sit on the, the hillside and then watch the sun go down or just even in the middle of the day it was beautiful share a meal um mm. i and i do like the classic dinner i do like the wine and dine i think that we have a lot of fun doing those, yeah even here in town provides mm -hmm. great conversation and, and great food brings people together so i think that romance and food go hand in hand so mm. that would be a lot of fun now if i have to be limited to minot um, I don't know if I, I can't think of like at this. Cue the crickets. No. Well, <laughs> what is a perfect date, right? Like I think Uncle Matios. You know, I don't think a perfect date is necessarily a plan. A perfect date. You need to be in the right headspace. You need to have the right feelings and emotions in that moment for things to be perfect. What's and the so, saying? It's making a, a perfect situation out of imperfect. Circumstance. Circumstance. Perhaps. Yeah. If, not, yeah. if that's not a saying, it is now. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I, I don't think that you're going to be able to craft a perfect date and be able to execute it perfectly if the people aren't perfect in that moment for that scenario. So I think anything can be perfect. It's just. I really want to get good at moment. guitar. <laughs> that was the other piece. Any On the moment. beach, yeah, I got to just whip out the acoustic and just. <laughs> All right. What about you, Eric? I, what are you going to do for me? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> pressure's on. I've, I've mentioned this to Leia a lot of times, but sometimes the adventure is when things go unplanned mm -hmm. and it doesn't work out just right. You get a story out of it. And that's sometimes the, the most fun thing to talk about. You know, I mean, one of the most memorable things from our Fargo trip this weekend is when I, when the, what exactly happened again? It was that, uh, I went to eat something. We were eating breakfast in the morning and I went to buy, I had a muffin in my, in the plate and I was holding it up by my mouth and below me on a tray was an omelet or a, a breakfast sandwich with some ketchup. And I went to bite the muffin top and it flew off and it landed right in the ketchup. Just to preface, he was super excited about this muffin. He even, he had asked the people in the back if they had this particular kind of muffin. <laughs> yeah. And so he was so proud like that yeah. he was able to procure this muffin and then got back, microwaved it so it was just so, and then first bite, just like 
evaded the fork and splooshed in his ketchup. <laughs> right in the ketchup. And I was like, ah! And it was the muffin top part, which is the most brutal part to lose. But, you know, it's those moments that are kind of fun. So, like, those imperfect things are kind of things you can look back so on. So, laughs. Cause, or was were there laughs exchanged? Oh, yeah. We laughed oh, yeah. at that. Yeah, we thought yeah. it was funny. I think, though, if I was to come up with a date idea, like, just kind of knowing uh, mine and Leia's history mm-hmm. and if money, if if we were spending money in mm-hmm. this date, um, when Leia and I first started talking, we were exchanging, like, movies that we liked. One of the movies that Leia told me about was Under the Tuscan Sun. Mm-hmm. And I watched that movie because she told me that it was one of her favorite movies. So good. And it is a fun movie. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. It's good. It's an older one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's about basically a lady. She moves to Italy and she buys a home and it's kind of in shambles. And she like pretty much leaves her life, right? She does. Yeah. Yep. She gets out of a like bad relationship and just leaves everything behind and buys this decrepit villa and decides to renovate it herself. Yeah. And it's cool. And it's kind of a it's kind of an e pray love kind of scenario. Like let me find myself through this new experience. That's cool though. It's very wholesome. And so, you know, now that we're we're dating and Mm -hmm. we're in a relationship and we want to travel, I'd for a date, I'd probably rent the building of where the movie took that would be cool. That would be cool. And I and just stay there for the night or for the weekend. It was like nodding an affirmation. Yeah, I think yeah, you, know, you should. <laughs> well, it's already booked. You know, took yeah. Matt's advice in the while, while you were talking. <laughs> I no, I, I think that would be something that I would definitely. I, I think there's the meaning there, but then there's also the adventure, being in a new spot. Well, and Tuscany is just gorgeous. Well, like, you yeah. guys appreciate history. Too. We do, yeah. So I think I think for you guys, just having a lot of that culture yep. in that area with all that history, yep. I mean, you can only imagine how you guys would just be vibing with that area. Well, and in terms of what we would do for activities, mm-hmm. we would get a bowl of fruit. We'd get what kind a of fruit? couple? A couple? Oh, grapes, grapes, apples, grapes fed to you. Well, I'm getting to that. We'd get a canvas, paint. And then we'd paint each other naked with fruit covering up our body parts. <laughs> I think that would be fun. I think that would be fun. I would love to have the mural hanging. We could put it on our Samsung frame TVs. It can go from mine and then fade into Leia's and then fade back to mine. It can rotate. <laughs> Leia looks so wow. down for this. We can even be, what's the one picture where they're like trying to touch fingers, but they're like. Oh, the god! Oh, the god, god and goddesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can be god and goddesses trying to touch fingers across. You guys the should paint and... a, a mural on your ceiling. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> kind of like the cathedrals, just right at the top. Oh my goodness! <laughs> With that image too, the, the figures yeah. touching. I like the adventure piece though. That's cool. And I, yeah. I've never been to Italy, and yeah. So, and you guys have talked about Italy before, so we have, we have definitely part. We're gonna go there. We're in my other part part two by the way <laughs> just a real quick yeah i would go new zealand yeah because new zealand i'm surprised that wasn't my first actually yeah well because with money without money yeah with, i mean if more i had of a budget if i had all the money in the world yeah. i would do the the tolkien lord of the rings tour in new zealand which is like a 14-day excursion <laughs> That would be really cool. Yeah. It wasn't that expensive. It was only eight grand per person. Yeah. <laughs> only. 
That's not that bad. No, it's not. For that kind of, ex- we should do it. Is that just the experience or does that include flights? It includes everything. Flights, food, mm-hmm. hotel, like place, mm-hmm. or well, I guess you stay in the Hobbit holes a couple times. I wonder how that's changed now that they're closed off to any I think non, price has gone down now. non-New Zealanders. But aren't they closed off? I don't think they're accepting well, anyone. I suppose, yeah, for travelers and stuff. They're still doing the tours, just not to like okay. international travelers. But You looking it up? I am. <laughs> Holy shit. This house is huge. Under the Tuscan sun. Oh, oh I thought you were doing the... I'm going to look that up next. Um, <laughs> well, wow. Next, we should... Uh... D- guess what? how... Do you know how many rooms are in this house? I don't know. One 11. for each painting? <laughs> One for each painting. <laughs> they come back and we'll paint the murals in their house. They're like, what the heck? It sleeps 20 people. This house does. 10 bedrooms and 10 and a half baths. There is Wi-Fi. Well, a lot of opportunities for romance there. <laughs> Lots of opportunities. And it's beautiful. Wow. The film really helped pay for that house. <laughs> um, all right, then look up um, New Zealand... I just think that'd be kind of fun. Just well, that kinda. It'd be that's like one of my dream things to do. So we, I think we've moved past date and we're on to dream vacation. <laughs> I think we're, oh, we all need a yeah, vacation just, again. It just head. snowed. We're like fuck. <laughs> um, okay, so the Hobbiton. That's what they're calling Hobbiton. 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 Okay. They have tour stuff here where's the do they even offer the big thing i wonder anymore probably not i mean with all the covid stuff that's happened i thought they did a big thing but this is thinking without covid right because Mm -hmm. covid sucks and i don't want to think about that at my most romantic date (laughs) right well i can't find it but i remember back in the day it was like eight grand we found all the pricing on it all right on to the next and final topic we are doing Culture. Yeah. And uh, Matthew, what is the fucking question? (laughs) Tell you what the fucking question is. (laughs) Swearing. (laughs) How how is swearing predominant now in society? So because obviously swearing now is a big part. And, you know, what inspired this idea was the new Netflix series with Nicolas Cage, The History of Swearing. Oh, yeah. Great series. It's like a five to six episode thing. And he does one word per episode. It's about like half hour, 40 minutes, I think. I can't remember how long. But but I'll, that kind of just stemmed because, you know, obviously in, in media, you know, swearing is looked at differently versus how we would look at swearing now just between the three of us talking. It's not like we censor it to each other. Even we've even had talks about censoring it on this podcast Mm -hmm. so it's like you know my question is just you know swearing is it as predominant does it help like because part of the history of swearing talked about swearing helping people cope with certain things an example is if someone they did a a, an experiment where a bunch of people would put their hands in water Mm -hmm. and then yeah so you guys yeah yeah, we've seen the first three episodes oh okay so you guys have seen that so you guys know we're up to pussy that's where we're yeah. At. We haven't gotten to that one. Oh, good, good episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, the just for context, you know, the people that had their hands in the longest and were swearing were ended up 
or ended up being able to keep their hands in longer as they were swearing versus people that weren't swearing. So I don't know, swearing good or bad is pretty predominant in today's society. You know, how has it changed? Yeah, I think it depends on where you're looking to, mm-hmm. right? Like visiting family in uh, London, England, like <laughs> the UK don't give fucks about <laughs> swearing, right? Like it, it's, and it, it's nothing like, right? And you like walk down the street and there's a five-year-old that tells their parent to fuck off. And you're like, oh my God, that kid is about to get beat. And it was like, no, you fuck off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right? And, and like, I mean, this podcast is dramatically going to change too because this last part of the episode is going to be blah, 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 like all these expletives. But like, and like even to be called a cunt is just in Britain is, it's normal. Huh. Oh, what a cunt. Like, oh, okay. But like, I got called a see you next Tuesday by a coworker. And I was like, what? Like, it was like by a coworker. Yeah. And I was like, there is, I could not think, I cannot think of a worse swear to be called. Right. Like, <laughs> like you don't just go around in the United yeah. States calling people a see you next Tuesday. Like, it's just, it, that one is like kind of like a little bit over the top. Right. All that word is, has, has some history. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> So I, I don't think I'll tell the story, but <laughs> well, you could. You could. Well, it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I called a girl a cunt one time. About seventeen times. She didn't hear me. No, it was it was just between us. So like, <laughs> but <laughs> we were driving downtown, and uh, <laughs> Eric was trying to pull into one of the spots on the street, and this girl she was backing out. So naturally, Eric's just waiting there being like, oh, okay, she's backing out. We'll take her spot. Well, she pulled back into her spot, got out of her car (laughs) and waved Eric and I to like pass her as if like. Yeah. So we think, oh, she's just trying to realign. Yeah. To park. So but then we go out and we're like, like Eric's like, what's going on? Like, just let us in the spot. We, we pulled out and then she pulls out and then lets another person in right after we tried to get in. Right after. <laughs> yeah. Now, in my textbook definition, that's a cunt. Unless, unless, I'm not, but I didn't get out and be like, you cunt. I didn't go yeah. out and say that to her because that would have been, that would have been rude for oh, that the circumstance. The windows were closed in the yeah. car. I mean, it was we just We were between. sealed in yeah. the Corolla. We were okay at that time. <laughs> was she just uncomfortable backing up with someone behind her were you too close no we were well she just she just looked like she looked frantic like she was like trying to wave us quick as if like we're like (laughs) she's trying to get somewhere like well we're trying to just park yeah and the only thing that comes to mind is maybe she was trying to let somebody else take her spot like a a family member Mm -hmm. or something but it didn't look like it. it didn't no, look. there was no cars behind us when she first waved us, and then she just pulls out and goes, and then we watch a, a big suburban pull in. I'm like, what is that? Now I got to walk ten more steps than planned. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was hilarious. I was laughing. It, so it was, it was I've funny. never heard that word come out of your mouth before. That's why I was laughing. I don't use it. I, it's very rare. Yeah, unless you wave me out of a parking spot and give it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Swearing. Interesting. You know what? I don't like it when I hear it in public. Like, so an example would be like, so like when you heard the the five-year-old say fuck off to the parent. Yeah. Or like, it's also funny though when they have accents. True. You know, like when the Brits say it, there's just like a, 
a harmony that sometimes goes with it. That's true. And children too. I mean, right? Like it's when I was living in, in Europe, obviously traveling, I'd hear kids talk all these languages and I'd be so impressed. I'd be like, whoa, how did a five-year-old learn that language? <laughs> well, obviously dumbass. That's their like a native language. <laughs> like, that'd be like the equivalent of a five-year-old speaking English here. But in your mind, it's so impressive. But then, but things just like hit you a different way when it comes from a kid, right? Yeah. So what they talk about like the language they're using and so like hearing them swear you're just like what well, that's socially that, acceptable kids that young i mean they don't probably understand the full context of some of these swears because like in a in like the u.s canada i'm sure it's way different you oh, know we're so censored and we have such yeah. a history of censorship right and like the the really staunch religious background that so many people come from really dictates how they talk Right. And and like, we'll if we're sitting down as friends, whatever, we'll drop a couple F-bombs or whatever. But I feel as though we're intelligent enough that we do use them as emphasis when I'm in the mall or something. And I'm there's a stereotypical group of like teenagers beside me and it's boom, boom, F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb. And I'm like, you're just too stupid to think of another <laughs> adjective that you're throwing in a swear and you think you're cool. Whereas if they would have just given a really timely, timely fuck because it was something that was super, they felt super strong about or like it shocked them, I bet I would have been fine with it. But it's because they just use it as a regular adjective within their speech that I'm just like, uh, you'll grow up one day. <laughs> I don't like we, that disgust. <laughs> we heard it when we walked at a Home Depot the other day. You remember that we were went there for for lights. Oh, and and there was there's some this couple going to their pickup. Yeah, some guy behind us, and you just like, I told that fucking bitch all about this stuff, and I told her, I told her to go fuck herself. And yeah, get off. and we're like, we're like, Whoa. okay, go back to the trailer park. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're in you're in public, like you know, like you. I mean, you have some respect for yourself for one. I mean, under, I mean, swear swears can be really funny, but even a skillful comedian who does it for a living, if they swear too much, it becomes like. I don't know, it becomes obnoxious. And I think, yeah. so you just have to know when to say it. And they did a study on accents and languages. People who have Southern languages uh, or uh, dialect accents, they aren't as trusted and they also don't sound as smart. Mm-hmm. In a study that they did compared to British people, if you're speaking of a British, you have an accent or a dialect of them, then you sound more intelligent. People are going to trust you just because you have a British accent. It's so the weird. glasses of accents. Yeah. Yeah. And in like our Midwest accent, very neutral. People trust us because we just have a very neutral accent. It's nothing. Sound Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We have That's that. really what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, elongated vowels. Oh. Oh. We're all Norwegians at one point. And we all, it's it's a less of a Norwegian accent, and then so, um, but I think that's probably the big kicker. So you have to, you also should know where you're, what you sound like, because if you use swear words a lot and you have a southern accent, chances are people aren't going to trust you because you already have a little bit of a different twang to your voice. And if you're swearing on top of it, I'm not saying it, it's a for sure, mm-hmm. but you're you're going to sound. Well, because the dialect itself, when yeah. you say those swears, yeah. it's the delivery of yeah. the swear yeah. that comes True. out probably a little bit more harsh. Because when, when you know, British people talk, 
it's just like who I don't know. I can't remember which one of you said it, but it was like it just sounds. I don't know. It sounds kind of like comedic and fun and almost almost mm-hmm. kind of light. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the British people that we hear are comics, right? So true, right? It so comes maybe. off as like funny, but like even as you were saying, like southern people, that southern bell that you think of, mm-hmm. she's not going to swear. Right. And the Southerners that have money that come from those lifestyle, they're probably not going to swear. So when we hear Southerners swear, we're like, ooh, you're that type of Southerner. <laughs> it's it, like, it's interesting. Or I know even is, you New know? York, like having a like Manhattan versus Brooklyn. Right. Yeah. Like and you're going to have a different twang. You're going to have a different probably a different amount of swears in your speech. And you're going to view that person differently socioeconomically mm-hmm. like they did boston accents too oh because, yeah i mean it, it's so it's it's that you when you hear a boston accent you're like oh he's from boston well and, oh, yeah. sure yeah well because i think of bill, like bill burr <laughs> like i think of him when i when i hear boston accent bill burr i mean he's yeah he's not censored at all so he's but he uses it right he does you you have to know you know and his anger problem that he has kind of adds to it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But he, he really capitalizes on who he is and uses his swear words timely. And it, may, and it makes it funny. Well, and, and doing it tastefully, too. Yeah. Because I, I agree. I, I don't like it hearing it in public either. I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a big fan of that. It's more socially acceptable now, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we want to hear it all the time. Well, even like around kids. Like, you know, I've, I've slipped a couple you know, once or twice, like around Caleb, like your little yeah. brother, <laughs> yeah. you know, key point last time we were at the putt district and I was on my knees, taking out all the stables of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the course. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, when I, when I hear like parents and then consistently swearing like around their kids, that to me, like it's different. Cause like my parents were like always on me. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I swore as a kid, like I would be, like I think soap. my mouth washed yeah. out with soap. Yep, that's that's what it was. It was soap in the mouth. And and the first time I ever said fuck was when I I was in sixth grade and I saw it written on a on the sidewalk as I was walking home. It was written in chalk. And then so I just medley on my way home. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Saying fuck. Do you remember the first time you and swore I, around or at a parent? What's that? Do you remember the first time you swore either around a parent or at a parent? Oh gosh, I never swore at my parents. I I don't even <laughs> think my parents knew I swore or knew even know how to swear until I was an adult. To be honest, I, I never did around my parents. Around my friends, I was <laughs> I was a sailor, especially when I was young and I first found out swear words. I was a fifth grader. We'd ride our bikes around the neighborhood, and that's all my friends and I would do. We just fuck this, fuck that, and oh, I would throw stones at you. Oh, we just thought we were so cool, you know, riding around. But <laughs> I don't know. But then around my parents, it was all my friends and I were just church mice. Oh yeah, we were good. We were good. It's just it's weird. I think I think swearing is becoming more acceptable. So, because now even like ratings and movies and stuff and shows, like they're able to use more swears than they've ever been able to before. So, like even I think PG thirteen, they can use now one one fuck word. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's but that's it. So you 
which is kind of weird to me. Take it wisely. Yeah, choose it wisely. You have one to use in the entire film. So, very interesting. interesting. See how it evolves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there it is. Good morning, owls. Another Tuesday on the mic. Any last yeah. words, guys? Until next week. Time to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go outside today. <laughs> Not for that pancake breakfast. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> well, it's Tuesday, so you can't. Banana pancakes. Banana pancakes. All right, we'll see you later, guys. Bye.